You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is uh, Zach, last name... Ah, uh, we did this one last week. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Zach, throwback Thursday, Batista. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, today's honestly not too bad. It poured last night, which I somehow slept through, but eh, it's fine. Oh, yeah, I also ended up sleeping through that because I had no idea it rained. I literally walk out of my fucking house and it's just wet everywhere, and I was like, oh. Oh, well, interesting. Shit, I guess it's going to be humid later today. Cool. I got randomly woken up at, like, 5.30 in the morning. How? Uh, by my dad being like, hey, I need a ride to the airport. Like, right now, <laughs> I, I woke up late. I'm going to miss my flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that must have been... So I went from waking up to being in the car to driving my dad to the airport in, like, the span of five minutes, so wow. my brain didn't have time to process being awake yet. Damn, that is... That's a wake-up call. What the fuck? Yeah, that was quite the wake-up call for sure. <laughs> but we're here now. We're recording. Uh, we have some pretty solid matches for, for you guys this week. Zach, what two matches did you bring to the table for Indy Waters this week? Sonny Soleil against Sexy Eddie and... From? Oh. Apologies from IWS Wrestling. Cool. And Zoe Sky and against Danny Moe at Flawless Women's Wrestling. Nice. Today I brought two uh I brought two tag team matches actually. Oh, that's a bold fucking choice. Uh we got Drew Gulak and Biff Busick versus Team Tremendous. Uh who is the te- Team Tremendous being uh Dan Barry and Bill Carr mm-hmm. uh from Beyond Wrestling. And we have Panda Power, the team of Panda Power, which is uh, Rebel and Casey Spinelli, mm-hmm. taking on the team of Allison Kay and Amy Crimson. So remember, so last week we said this match, we thought it was going to be a, a handicap match. Yes. Uh, and that's because it almost was, because Allison Kay's original partner, uh, for some reason or another, couldn't make the match. So mm-hmm. it was almost, it was almost a... Uh, a handicap match, but then Allison K cut a promo before them, and we'll get to it anyway. We're uh, hear about it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that later. Uh. So yeah, uh, I got Panda Power versus the team of Allison K and her partner that I will talk about later. Uh, from Revolution Women's Wrestling. Hmm. Uh. So why don't we get right into it, Zach? Who started off last week? I did. All right, I'll kick us off then. Let's talk. Let's keep talking about Panda Power and All Allison right. K. All right, so Allison K. So Panda Power comes out. The team of Casey Spinelli and Rebel mm-hmm. uh, come out. Uh, then Allison K. comes out. Allison K. grabs a mic and she's like, first off, you two look ridiculous because they're in like little panda onesies." Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, second off, my partner tonight uh, couldn't make it, so there's going to be no main event. Sorry. Uh, and, and the ref is like, no, 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 there's gonna be a match. It, it, maybe it's like a handicap match or a trip. The announcers are like, could it be like a handicap match or a triple threat, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, and Allison Kay goes, she's, she's like, uh, there's probably not gonna be a main event, but I did, uh, talk to somebody, and since AK-47 only teams with champions, I got a pretty good one to be on my side. And then Amy Crimson, who I believe is the champion of Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out, comes out, and uh, takes out Panda Power, and then the match starts. Well, so shit. All right. it ends up being a tag team match between Allison K and Amy Crimson and Panda Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she comes in, they start beating down Panda Power, but then Panda Power immediately like turn it around and start being in control. Yeah, uh, it's basically just Panda Power uh, 
like, cutting the ring in half, taking out Amy Crimson, but then finally Amy Crimson's able to get a tag, but it doesn't make a difference, because when Allison Kay comes in, Panda Power's just like, alright, fine, and just starts <laughs> just starts taking out Allison oh. Kay instead. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and Panda Power just remains in control, so it's just like, it, lo- it felt like the whole match was building up to, like, AK and Amy Crimson not really being a team and not really working well together against, like, an actual real tag team. Yeah. Uh, but Allison K finally does get the upper hand when she is, uh, Panda Power sets up, like, a double-team move, and they, like, throw her into the ropes, and they go for, like, a double clothesline, but instead, uh, Allison K hits the double clothesline on both of them, mm-hmm. and takes them both down. Uh, then, <laughs> after that, Allison K gets up, goes to the corner, and high, f- and gives Amy Crimson a high five, and the ref's like, Tag and she's like, wait, no, I didn't. That was a that was a high five. A tag and a high five are different. No, I didn't want to go out. So, but the ref's like, no, it was a tag. You gotta go. Out. Oh my so god. So Allison K gets out. She's like, tag me back in. Come on. And then Crimson tags her back in, and Allison K keeps going in this match. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's Why? Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Crimson and uh, Crimson and K end up making like a they they end up like. As the match goes on, they progressively get like better and better as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they start working like a solid heel team where they take one. They they end up uh, cutting the ring in half on their own finally, and uh, isolating Rebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep like you know they keep they tag each other in. They do like the stomps in the corner. Yeah, while like while K distracts the ref, Crimson's in the corner like choking her out. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they cut the ring in half, uh, beat up, beat up on Rebel for a while, but Rebel is finally able to make that comeback, get, trade some strikes with Allison K. uh, they go back and forth in the middle of the ring, and then they end up hitting a big boot on each other, taking each other out, uh, which lets, which lets Rebel get that hot tag on Spinelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Spinelli, of course, comes in. So Spinelli, like, dominates this match for a while. She's just, like, beating up on Amy Crimson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she calls Rebel back. They go for a double-team move on Crimson. Okay. But then Allison K comes in to try to stop it. And, like, uh, Rebel just kind of breaks off from this double-team move and just goes after Allison K. Oh. And they end, they end up hitting um, tandem German suplexes on both of them, which was solid. That sounds cool. Uh, then after they hit the, 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 the double Germans, uh, they focus on Allison K for a bit, get, get, uh, get her out of there to focus on the legal, the legal woman of, uh, uh, Amy Crimson. They end up hitting her with a double suplex for the win. Damn. that's apparently their finisher. The double, oh, double suplex is their finisher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a solid match. Uh, it was definitely... Uh, a very experienced team just going against two people who are very good singles wrestlers. Yeah. Who were trying to make it work, you know. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, couldn't couldn't get there. Uh, it was it was decent. It was nothing really like super duper exciting. Like nothing crazy happened. Nothing like there was no no spots that absolutely like blew me away or made me like fall in love with this match. I'm gonna give it a meh. It was it Fair was decent. There you It was decent. That's all I really have to say about it. It was decent. <laughs> it was decent. <laughs> All right. That, not not too bad, not too flashy, just Deese. We'll take Deese over Miss Out. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, all right, what, what's your first match? Let's let's go into Sonny Soleil and Sexy Eddie's match. Okay, yeah, let's hit it. So, again, like last week, I picked this match because I thought I was going to get one thing, and instead and then... I got a different type of match. Then you're just getting unlucky now. You're the, my my bad luck is passed on to yes, you. Yes, but instead of me getting my technical slash hard hitting wrestling matches, I'm getting sports entertainment matches, which is fine because I, all, I have a good time watching them. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing that you would need to understand about this match and this entire match's gimmick is you have to understand what Sexy Eddie is. Sexy what Eddie, Sexy Eddie is is he not just a person? He is a he's a male stripper with a massive penis. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, that. <laughs> This that is the gimmick of this match. This guy is a massive penis. I guess I guess I should have expected that from a guy named yes, Sexy Eddie. I thought the exact same thing, and then he came out, and the bulge in his trunks was huge, and I was like, I was literally you. Oh, might this this like, is this is where we're going. This is like it was the equivalent of like the meme where the guy looks at the bag and says, "I don't know what I expected, honestly." <laughs> I don't know what I expected. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bag that says like "dead pigeon," and he opens the bag, and it's just a dead pigeon. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't know what I expected. Pretty much, that was that was me, and I was like, all right. Fuck it. Let's just go with this match. 
So, he makes his entrance, he does a strip dance in the middle of the ring, he has, like, some music playing over it, and I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. It's... At this point, then, it started to rain, and I was kind of, like, both intrigued and a bit worried, because the, they were wrestling on top of a plastic sheet in the... Uh, oh, they were wrestling? The oh, this was an outdoors match? Yes, it was an outdoors match that was by, like, I think a lake, I believe it was? Interesting. And, like, yeah, so it starts to rain, and I see that they're wrestling on top of this plastic mat, and I'm like, oh, oh, and I'm like, okay. Oh, the rain must have been perfect for Sexy Eddie. He oh. probably was just like, oh. Oh, I pr- probably did something like that. I was, like, I was also this mixture of, like, I'm intrigued to see how they do with this, but I'm also worried that someone might get hurt when they try to do a move and slip on the ring. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. So instead of starting this match right away, Eddie, of course, wants someone to go into the ring and give them a lap dance or a special dance, because he's a stripper, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants this. There is not a single Nobody person. Nobody wants this. Nobody in this crowd wants this lap dance. He tries so hard, and he can't get anyone to do it. But of course, Sonny, being the heel, is like, you know what? I'm going to show you up and get a lap dance of my own. So he goes, ar- he goes around the crowd asking for a lap dance, and eventually he just takes a guy from the crowd and says, I'm giving you a dance. I don't give a fuck what you think. So this guy <laughs> oh no. gets guy. put into the ring, lays down on the mat, and we are then treated to probably the most <laughs> hilariously awkward, like, not a- like appealing look at all's lap dance from Sonny. Like, it's just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I was at that point, I was like, oh, this is the match I'm watching now. This is just going to happen. Like, it sounds incredible. Like, Sonny gets so into this dance that, unbeknownst to him, the guy below him, like, slipped between his legs and just bolted out of the ring and went back to get his <laughs> beer. Because he was like, no, I'm not about this. No, thank you. I'm done. And at this point, and then when Eddie, like, Sonny goes to finish the dance, he's like, what? Where'd he go? And then Eddie, of course, has seen enough of this shit because this is just, this is an atrocity compared to, what he, uh, to his gimmick. So he just starts beating up Sonny. Mm-hmm. So then we get some solid strikes from Eddie, some great selling from Sonny also. Like, he does a really good job of selling one of Eddie's lariats, which nice. was what I was kind of hoping I would get more from this match because I picked this specifically because this promotion is where, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are from. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping i get, like, a little spark of, like, what their wrestling is like. You know what I mean? I gotcha. So Sonny at this point is now begging Eddie to stop, and eventually once he gets to his feet and Eddie, like, is like, all right, yeah, let me beat you, he just rakes Eddie's eyes because he's a heel. And funnily yeah. enough, as Sonny does this, you ready for this, Mike? Because this is like the, the stripper part wasn't even the most. I don't know. I'm say, I don't. Match. I don't know if I am. A song starts to play for this match, and it plays for the rest of the entire match. Can you guess what? Give me a guess of what you think which song would play in the middle of this match. What song would just play in the middle of the match and not, and not stop playing? Yeah. Uh, does Danhausen make an appearance? Is it Tequila? No, if only. Uh, if only. I would honestly love to see Danhausen dance off with Sexy Eddie just to see how that interaction would go. No, the answer is it's Megadeth's Symphony of Destruction. Me- no, okay, again, yes. not what I expected. Exactly. That was me. I was like, wait, what? And <laughs> I like this more than I thought it would because throughout the whole match, it just reminded me of like when I was in middle school and I watched like AMVs and like music videos all the time and I was just watching it happening. And I was like, okay. I mean, <laughs> Sexy Eddie, Sunny Soleil, Rain, and Megadeth at an outdoor event. All right. Cool. Fuck I'm it. in. This is the match <laughs> we're going for right now. Fuck it. So back to the match. Sonny is completely controller after raking Eddie's eyes. He beats him down for a bit, hits him with a blue thunder bomb. And then I assume in an attempt to taunt Eddie, unless this is how he usually was, he just starts to enthusiastically start to twist his own nipples. And like, he looks like he's enjoying okay. it. And even the rep is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, we're just going here all the way. All right, fuck it. So Sonny then picks Eddie up, and we're treated to actually a really great back-and-forth chop-off between these two. Like, I was like, damn, they're just hitting each other. All right, fuck it. That might have also been because of the rain, that it had so much weight and just impact for each smack um, for the chops. Mm-hmm. Eddie eventually does get the upper hand, though, and but Sonny seems to in- be enjoying getting chopped, which freaks Eddie out a bit, because he's like, come on, keep hitting me. Yeah, I like it. So, so Eddie just keeps chopping him, and in response, Sonny then purple nurples Eddie, who then eventually... I'm sure, I'm sure that was a bad idea. That was... It hurt him. He sold it pretty well. And then he slapped Sonny's hands away and gave him his own purple nurple. Great. It was just like... I think at this point in the match, I was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> so I, many things are happening. I'm like, I like it. It's fun to watch, but I don't know what the fuck I'm watching anymore. <laughs> so Sonny has to rake Eddie's eyes again to, let him to, to get him to let go of his nipples. He then... 
sets up in the corner and starts and uh, nails Eddie with a super kick to the chest, which leaves him laying out in the corner. And seeing this, Sonny then follows up by getting in the opposite corner on the middle rope and then drop kicking it Eddie in the face, hitting with a coast to coast. Sends him to the mm-hmm. outside. And then as... Oh, this part's... Oh, I remember this part's nasty. As Letty, Eddie is laying on the outside, Sonny, like, swaggers over, crams his hand down into his crotch, and then he just grabs Eddie by his head. And I was just like, oh, bro, come on. Throws him into the ring. Does this again when Eddie's laying on the ground. So this time, as he goes to, like, put it on Eddie's face, Eddie is, like, stops it. And I was like, thank God. That would have been a travesty. Mm-hmm. Back to the match then. Eddie then throws Sonny face first into two different corners before going for a scoop Sam that Sonny wiggles out of it. And then as Eddie turns around, Sonny grabs his massive bulge and has such a vice grip on it that Eddie nearly passes out. And then, of oh, course, Jesus. of course, Eddie then powers up, uses his dick muscle to turn this move back on Sonny, which gets him in a submission. And then he, of course, uses his dick to flip Sonny on his back. Great. Onto the mat. He then gets to the corner, hits Sonny with a split-legged moonsault, which actually looked really good. And he picks up the win. All while Megadeth sounds, was playing in the sounds, background. All you. while Megadeth was playing in the background. <laughs> this match Oh my god, was, this match sounds bonkers. This, yeah, that's actually that's the best way I can describe it. Just bonkers. It's just like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> when I finished, I was like, well, shit, alright. Alright, cool. I, and uh, in the end, I, li- I enjoyed myself. It kept me entertained, that's for damn sure. Hey, that's good. And there the wrestling go. parts of it were good. Like, there were several points also where these two slipped on the mat, but they actually didn't let it, like, they didn't, it didn't fuck up the flow that much. God, and that's I was terrible. Like, I imagine it just started raining during your match. Everything yep. everything just becomes, like, ten times more dangerous. It's oh, like, oh, dude, no. that and the fact they put the fucking plastic sheet on the ring mat, which I assume just keep it from getting wet, just made it, like, even more slippery. <laughs> I like how instead of being, like, I don't know, maybe we should give the wrestlers some more grip on the ring... Something to help them out. It's like, no, no, no. Cover the ring in plastic so it's extra slippery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just starts raining. Like, like, what? Fuck it. The plastic's already on the mat. We're just going to fucking wrestle on it. We can do this. <laughs> fuck it. And they did. It feels like maybe they should have taken it off before the match started. Probably. Because, in fact, the weather probably didn't look that great. But they're like, eh, this probably, they probably were like, there's no way it can rain, right? Hey, and whatever. Mother it Nature was like, fine. incorrect. Apparently ended up being fun because this match sounds like it was still pretty fun. Yeah, like the wrestling between these two, like the short burst that I got was actually quite good. And the selling wasn't that bad either. But the thing that I loved was that these two got this, chose this gimmick or got given this gimmick and they didn't half-ass it. You know it's a it's a peppy of mine. They just mm-hmm. went, fuck it. Go full, full send it. Just commit to the bit. And I loved it. <laughs> Just commit to the bit. Always a good, always a good, uh, a good mm-hmm. thing to do. For that reason, I'm going to give this match a high match. Like, all right. Don't I get like me wrong. It. If some, if you're not into like the sports entertainment wrestling, you probably won't love this match, honestly. But I like okay. it. Okay. So hey. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, to to switch gears a little bit <laughs> from that match, <laughs> let's go. Let's talk about my second match of the week. You got Drew Gulak and Biff Busick. You might know Biff Busick as uh, Oni Lorkin. Yeah. Put Nowadays, fi- fingers up, lads. Throw them up. Uh. After uh, taking on the t- uh, the team of Team Tremendous, which is Dan Barry and Bill Carr, this one starts off uh, with a as a pretty technical te- technical matchup with mm-hmm. Gulak and Barry just trying to get like just trying to one up each other on submission holds and chain wrestling and just trying to be better than the other. Uh, just a lot of solid groundwork from these two, but then at one point Gulak just like does like a wrist lock and just bites Barry's fingers. <laughs> Uh, this sorry, God. It's like just the idea of them being like, "Oh, this is a tail fair," and then he's just like, "And I'm biting your fucking fingers now." Yeah, but it's just all of a sudden it's just like Gulak's just ah. <laughs> I want bites. It's like the picture of the rabbit who's like happy, like eating the carrot, and then just angry face eating the carrot. Ow. <laughs> um. So this pisses Barry off, and Barry shoves Gulak. Barry shoves Gulak off of him, mm-hmm. and then Gulak tries to come back at him and get another hold in. Barry just keeps hitting him with hip with um with hip tosses. Like okay. he just throws him and then Gulak comes up, charges at him, he throws him again. Gulak comes up, charges at him, he throws him again. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. he just hits a bunch of hip tosses on Gulag, and then eventually Gulag finally tags into Biff, and Biff runs it. Biff runs at Barry, who hits him with a hip toss, oh. and then runs at Barry, who hits him with a hip toss, and Jeez. then runs at Barry, who hits him with a hip toss. <laughs> I've ever told you the definition so of sanity. <laughs> right? Barry just hits, like, six hip tosses in a row on Gulag, <laughs> and, then, and then on Biff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and then there's one point where, uh, uh, Biff ends up in the corner, in, like, the the corner of Team Tremendous. Yeah. And he, he takes that, he, like, elbows, um, uh, his, uh he elbows Bill Carr off the ropes. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, Barry has nobody to tag in. But okay. while he's in the corner, Barry comes up to Biff and he's like, he asks them, he goes, he goes, am I good enough for PWG yet? Uh, and Busick just, Busick is like, yeah, actually, you know what, they called and they called and asked about you, and, he, and Barry goes, really? And Busick just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then this just pisses Barry off, so, uh, Team Tremendous just start cutting the ring in half, and, uh, just start basically beating down Busick. Mm-hmm. So they beat down Busick for a while, but then Busick is able to reverse it, like get the upper hand and tag into Gulak, who ends up who they end up basically doing the same thing they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like they they and then they end up cutting the ring in half on the on Barry on their team. So it's just like two teams just working very well together, very very well. Uh, doing doing like basic tag team wrestling, you know, keep that ring cut in half, work the same guy, isolate, isolate, isolate. Yes, yes, yes. The classics of tag team wrestling. Yeah, so Gulak and Busick start working on uh, uh, Barry's leg, like Dan Barry's leg, like they uh, they have him in the corner, they like wrap it up in the ropes and then Busick, like, like, like Gulak like wraps his leg up in the ropes and then Busick like runs at it and kicks it um, and then uh, Gulak take, gets like a, gets him in like a scoop slam position, mm-hmm. but then he walks towards the ropes and slams him in such a way where the back of his knees hit the top rope. Ow. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Ow. Yeah, real rough. Um, but then Gulak is try. Gulak goes to lock in a submission hold, but Danbury reverses it, uh, hits an Irish whip, and is able to hit a tornado DDT mm-hmm. onto Gulak. Uh, and finally tagging his partner, uh, uh, Bill Carr, who takes out Gulak and Biff basically all on his own. Like, oh, he takes shit. out the other team, and he just comes in and just is like a wrecking ball. Damn. And just starts destroying everyone in his path. <laughs> uh, there's one point where, uh, they're working on Busick, and, uh, they have Busick up on... Bill Carr has Busick up in, like, electric chair position. Yeah. And Dan Barry goes to the top rope, and it looks like they're about to do, like, a doomsday device. Mm-hmm. But while he's on the top rope, Gulak gets up on the apron and just starts shaking the ropes. Oh. So Barry falls. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Simple uh, but effective. Yeah. Barry falls, uh, which lets it lets, Bus- uh, it lets Busick escape, and he shoves car into the corner mm-hmm. follow he shoves car into the corner runs at him hits him with an elbow Ooh. turn turns around sees uh sees dan barry like sitting in the corner on the other side <laughs> runs to the other side hits a hip attack runs back to car hits another elbow damn Popped uh off. then he turns then he turns around to go hit dan barry again but what uh but when he does, Dan Barry's standing. So instead of hitting another hip attack, he just hits like a running blockbuster on Barry. Ooh. Uh, which was awesome, and then he goes back to Carr, who takes him out with a clothesline to finally, like, stop his momentum mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, hits a clothesline, which stops Biff, but then Gulak comes in, uh, takes down Carr, gets him in, like, an ankle lock, uh, Barry tries to stop Gulak, but Biff stops Barry, mm-hmm. and gets him in, like, a knee bar, Ooh. so we just have the, so we just have Gulak and Biff having these two locked into submission holds, like, in the middle of the ring, uh, but finally, uh, Bill Carr is able to just, like, roll through and just launch Gulak out of the ring. Oh. Uh, and, ca- uh, and Barry is also able to escape, uh, Busick by, like, rolling through and kicking him off as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually Carr gets back in the ring, gets, gets Biff up for, like, a crucifix. Yeah. But while he's in the crucifix, um, 
Gulak makes a tag from the outside and like secretly Ooh. tags himself in, and Biff is able to like s- like get out of it and reverse it, and he Irish whips Car towards Gulak, and Gulak like pulls the ropes down and sends Car out. Ooh. And after he sends Car out, you just see Busick like get loaded up, and he just hits a, a tope con hilo onto Car on the outside. So Gulak, so basically Gulak and uh, Gulak and Barry are in the lo- are alone together in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start hitting, they start trading submission holds, pins back and forth. Uh, there's one point where Barry reverses a submission hold that Gulak had on him, goes rolls him up for a pin. And then the ref counts one, two, and then he... You know, like, when they kick out, like, they, they kick out, but the ref's hand still hits the mat. Yes. But the ref is, like, two, but it the three count, like, happens. Yes, 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 yes. So that happens. The ref yells two, but the bell rings. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because whoever had the bell heard one, two, three. So the bell rings. Oh, shit. Uh, they think this match is over. Uh, Gulak is like, no, 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 that was two. That was two. I know that was two. And the ref's like, yeah, it was two. It was two. <laughs> keep the match going. Yeah. Uh, so they keep the match going after a bit of confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these two keep trading roll-ups and submission holds. They go back to basically the exact same sequence they were doing. Yes. Gu- Gulak is able to hit the Gulak in. He's, mm-hmm. he's trying, to, trying to lock in the Gulak, but... Barry's able to roll through and reverse the Gulak for the actual pin this time. Gotcha. And win the match. But Gulak again tries to argue it, but this time the ref's like, no, that was definitely three. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's how this match ends with Team Tremendous getting the victory over Biff Busick and uh, over Biff Busick and Drew Gulak. Damn, sounds Uh, like a pretty good match. Yeah, this match was solid. A lot of a lot more action than I expected. Like I, I, I was definitely when I see Drew Gulak, I automatically expect a technical fight, mm-hmm. and it was it was for a bit, but it was way more hard hitting and a lot more slams and just really good tag team action in mm-hmm. general. And this match was very exciting, and I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm gonna give this one the high meth, like very close to the verge of a markout because it's Damn. just so solid. Uh, I really like it. Everyone did an awesome job in this match. Uh, the ending got a little clunky, so I think that's what's stopping the mark out. Gotcha. Um, but in general, this match was very good other than that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it the high meh here, and I think it's uh, definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so what do you got for your second match this week? All right, let's move into Zoe Sky and Danny Moe. Yes, please. This was a fine wrestling match. Good hey, selling. Fine. It was. What was it? Was it Deese? Yeah, it was Deese. It was Deese. Fine wrestling. Good selling. I appreciated that throughout this match, the wrestlers and the crowd had good interactions. But let's get more into that. So, the first two and a half minutes of this match are basically just the wrestlers vibing with the crowd and themselves. Fun. With like one lockup that is quickly broken up, and there's a reason for this. It's that. Zoe Sky had family coming to this wrestling match, but they weren't there yet. So she had to mm. stall for time until they showed up. And it helped that she was also oh, a heel. So, you know, it worked into it. Eventually, okay, yeah. though, they do arrive. And she li- and she goes, oh, there they are. All right, now I'm ready to go. And I was like, okay, all right, let's 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 go. Uh, Sky yeah, okay. quickly gains the upper hand thanks to a series of wrist locks and arm drags, but not staying down for too long. Danny impressively then kips up and cartwheels out of Sky's wrist lock to hit an arm drag of her own. Danny then rolls Sky up, and as Sky kicks out, Danny uses the momentum being pushed off of it into the ropes to springboard off the bottom rope and then hit Sky with a crossbody as she's still sitting on the floor, which looked really cool. Sky okay. then retreats into the corner, and Danny follows her with a running elbow to the face. She then tries to keep this up with an Irish whip, but Sky is able to stop herself and then nail Danny in the face with an elbow of her own. In the corner, Sky then back elbows her repeatedly with a motion that looks a lot like a chop, but actually wasn't a chop. Like you know, like someone like le- like puts their hand all the way up and they chop down on someone's chest. Mm-hmm. It's like that, except she took her hand like a closed fist and then she just elbowed them, so it looked like a chop, but it wasn't a chop. She even tells the ref like that wasn't a chop. Wasn't a chop. 
And then once she backs off, uh, Danny gets onto the apron to get some space to, in between them. But Sky just immediately just walks up and just clocks her off in the face to knock her off the uh, the apron to the outside. She then follows Danny around mm-hmm. outside the ring and beats her down some more until she hits a singular loud chop. And she then says, just one. Just one chop, right? Okay. So at this point, <laughs> Sky then drags Danny over to the ring post as a chant starts to begin in the crowd, which is, one more chop. One more chop, and she's she's ignoring them right now. But then Danny is able to counter her and throw her Sky into the ring post, and then right after this, hits her with her own chop to the chest. To which Sky responds to the crowd by saying, "Why did you say one more chop? Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Yeah, why? Why would you bring that into the universe? God damn it!" <laughs> Eventually, um, Sky then knees Danny and quickly in the gut. Gets her back into the ring, and from this point on, it's pretty much all Sky. For a good amount of the time, she's just methodically beating down Danny, while also arguing with the one guy in the crowd who still wants the chop chant. And she's like, "Stop it, bro! It's not happening. We're not doing any more chops here." And like, eventually, Sky locks in a sleeper hold, but Danny is able to get out of it thanks to a jawbreaker. She then mounts mm-hmm. a comeback in which she repeatedly kicks Sky's legs, pushes her off the ropes with a big boot, and then nails her with two more kicks on the rebound. Side note, I actually Oof. love whenever wrestlers do, like, the big boot push into the ropes or anything like that. I think it looks mm-hmm. awesome every time, but that's just Always me. solid, yeah, always solid. Danny then gets onto the apron for some reason, and I say for some reason because after she fights off Sky in the ring, right, she then jumps back into the ring so that she can then bounce off the bottom rope to slam Sky face versus the mat because she's bent over right now. Like, she's, like, not standing straight up, right? It's kind of like a like a one-armed bulldog, if you know what I mean. Just mm-hmm. with a springboard, so it looks a lot more flashier. Gotcha. Danny then tries to go to the top rope, but Sky grabs onto her leg. Like it's like she's literally grabbing under her ankle so she can't leave the ring. She of course Okay. Push- <laughs> so she of course pushes her off of her, but then decides that she's gonna get back into the ring in the corner where she is then greeted by two nasty forearms from Sky, who has gotten up at this point. <laughs> Sky then backs off for a second, but as she goes back at Danny, Danny's able to sneak in a quick knee to the gut which stops her in her tracks, and then she hits her with a sunset flip from the middle rope. Oh, jeez. Once Skylar kicks out of this, the, she immediately retreats back to the corner, and from here, Danny dominates her a bit as she continuously beats down Sky in the corner, but despite all of this, she cannot put Sky away for some reason. And finally, oh, after geez. Okay. a kick out, Danny puts Sky in the corner, and after a bit of resistance from Sky, she's able to get to the top rope and hit her with a huge crossbody. Nice. And then when this doesn't get her the win, Danny picks up Sky to scoop slammer, but Sky is able to not only wiggle out of it, but hit her with a fantastic looking backspapper and pick up the win. Nice. Like I said. Sounds sounds pretty dope. It's a good match. Not bad. I enjoy the interaction for the with between the wrestlers and the crowd and each other. You know, I always like banter. Banter always I think adds an extra like flavor to a match that you can't always good. that you can't get a ton with wrestling. Just yeah. you know, soul wrestling. It always, banter is, I like banter because it automatically makes me more connected to the characters. True, true, yeah. Let's let those characters shine and, like, you know, make themselves, uh, it personalizes them more. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. And it makes, and that, that in turn, like, makes me way more interested in the match. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. That's the match. Give it a meh. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That seems, it seems about right for how excited you seemed about it. Uh, so... With those matches out of the way, why don't we get into the match we both checked out, which is a surprise right now, and we checked out a pretty awesome match. We checked out Trish Adora taking on Wheeler Yuta from Beyond Wrestling. Oh, reliable. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Zach, what did you think about this one? Because I thought it was pretty freaking good. I have written in my notes here, this was a banger of a chain res- a wrestling, a heavy chain wrestling match. I love this match. It was a lot of heavy chain wrestling, but also there was some big impact spots thrown yes, in here and there, there were. to keep it exciting, which I was very excited about. I um, could talk there, about there this match wasn't, for there, hours. Yeah, yeah, then please go off, because I was about to say, there for me, there isn't much to talk about, because I hate, personally, I hate talking about chain wrestling, because it's always like, it's so hard to talk about, because it's like, oh, this person does this, then reverses into this, and then, then goes into that hold, and then does this, and it's like, you just talked about, like, like you, you took like twenty minutes to talk about like a spot that took like thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> very true, very true. I can't fault you for that. It's uh, it's one of the reasons why when we do a, a te- when a, re- a technical match comes up and I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a long one. 
Yeah, it, it, it just takes so long to describe spots that, like, in the ring took, like, maybe 15, 20 seconds, but mm-hmm. we're trying to describe it, like, and it just takes so long. Yes. But this match was very good. It yes. was a lot of chain wrestling, but there was also some big spots. One of my favorite spots was um, uh, when... The, the, like, right in the beginning, basically, where they're doing a little chain wrestling, but then Adora launches Yuta out of the ring, mm-hmm. and then she, like, just, like, lays down with, like, her hands on her chin, yeah. with, like, a chin in her hands, and, like, p- kicks her foot up, and it just gives him that, like, little smile, which was very funny. Yes, I like that a lot. Very show-offy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> to avoid talking about the, the beginning portion, because this is, like, a 20-minute match, so I'm not gonna go through every single spot but yeah, like this is a long match the, the beginning of portion of this match basically sums up it as yuda gets locked put in a hold by adora and tries so hard to get out of it but she literally outmaneuvers him and keeps the hold locked in just continuously frustrating him i'm pretty sure it's a cross-armed surfboard hold that she has on him too Nice. She has it on him for a while, and like literally, like mm-hmm. Yuta. If you know anything about Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler Yuta is a technical master at wrestling. The man has moves for days, but he just cannot get a fucking break in the beginning of this match. Like Adora literally just has him has his number basically. Like there are several times when he tries so hard to get back into this match, and he just cannot get into it because of that. Mm-hmm. So. Like, there are several holes I could go here, but, like, Adora consistently just outplays him here, basically. Like, there's plenty of trades back and forth, but, like, he just keeps getting outdone. Like, for instance, there's a point where these two try to arm drag each other after Yuta finally gets out of the cross-arm surfboard hole that she has on him. So, once the two try to arm drag each other and fail, Adora then just kicks him in the chest and then jumps onto his shoulders to lock him in both a head scissors and an arm bar. Which she then uses to spike Yuta onto his head and then lock him into a wrist hold, or I think it's a key lock, I believe is the technical term for it. And, like, mm-hmm. he gets out of uh, the hold, but she puts him in the exact same uh, surfboard she had him in, like, a couple minutes before. Yep. And I think Yuta eventually even tries to put her in the same move, but then, like, as if just to spite him, she just instantly gets out of it. Just Yeah. And it's just, like, you can literally see on his face, I rewatched this, like, I think one other time. Where, like, you could see him just slowly getting more and more upset that he just is getting just outdone. Except Mm -hmm. when she gets out of it, right, uh, Adora absolutely destroys him with a big boot to the face that, like, just, it just, I remember being like, that was fucking, that was. Yeah, you could tell, you could tell she was, like, ready for him to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's one of my favorite parts of technical wrestling matches is where someone escapes a hold and and them escaping the hold is immediately followed by them just getting like rocked with like a big like elbow or mm-hmm. boot or any like huge move yes being like listen that's what you get, that's what you get. <laughs> like i'm, I'm yeah. i thought ahead <laughs> so after this i believe uh adora locks uh yuda in a waist lock except I've written down a Yuta responds with a vicious elbow to the jaw and then a drop kick which sends her to the floor and then he immediately just mercilessly stomps on a door in the corner. And this is kind of like the payoff for him of him getting pissed off throughout the beginning of this match because he is merciless with her once he gets in control of this match. Like he beats her down from corner to corner, slams her to the mat, some more payback on her by getting her in the same seated like cross-arm surfboard hold that she had on him. Mm-hmm. And I love how once he lets this go... He lets this go. He, like, starts arguing the crowd because this crowd fucking hated him for some reason. This crowd... Yeah, this crowd was absolutely not on Yuta's side. They loved Adora, hated Yuta. They were like, what, you get a beard and suddenly you're a heel? Why are you being a bad guy now all of a sudden? Yeah, right? You get a beard and suddenly you're a heel is basically describes exactly what was happening in this match. Like Everyone was like, what's the beer for, huh? It literally, like, they just... Ca- I remember thinking to myself, damn, they just... <laughs> Vicious. Damn, vicious, brutal, and I was like, what do you got against beards beyond wrestling crowd? Yeah, if I go on. to a show, am I going to be a heel now? Yeah, apparently all bearded people Damn. are heels, but you know what, at least I, yeah. you look great. Yeah, true. So, true, true, true. Well, the reason why I mentioned it was because it was just hilarious to me like, how he was like, he's like talking shit to this guy's like, what, you want to say something? And then a door just jumps up and locks him in an arm bar. He gets out of it immediately and beats her down afterwards, but it was just hilarious to me how like they just did that spot, you know? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. After this, uh, Adora then locks in a uh, 
he locks a door in a wicked-looking bow and arrow hold, which always looks cool to me. Like, it's just such a cool-looking move, the bow and arrow hold. And then Adora turns this into a pin, which gives her and him the separation that she needs to recover, because I've glossed over, like, the, uh, I believe it's like, six minutes of him just beating her down. Uh, mm-hmm. And then finally, once she's able to actually get some separation, he walks over and tries to Irish whip her, but, of course, she's able to block it for a few moments... Except then he just throws her into the corner because Yuta is pissed off at this point and he's not going to be taking this shit no more. He ain't and taking then, this shit no more. Except then as he she is rebounding back to him after he bounce, she bounces off the corner, he then hits her with a massive backbreaker followed up oh, with a unique-looking yeah. ankle lock that I have to point out here because like, out of all the submission holes, this is probably my favorite one in the match. So Adora is, mm-hmm. on, her, is on all fours. She's hurt. Yuta gets on all fours and I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? He takes his one leg and he wraps it around Adora's knee so that she can't get up. And he locks his legs together. And then he grabs her ankle and basically forces her to scorpion with one leg towards the back of her head. Like he just It looked like a single leg Boston Crab, but modified to hurt as much as possible. Yes. And I <laughs> loved it. If you if that was someone's like finisher for a submission, I would not deny I would be like, yep, that yeah, I would yep, tap that out. That makes sense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So eventually he does let go of this hold. And as he approaches a door, some fan loudly just chants, Trish! And I remember the one person who's just screaming. Yeah, I remember that. And he looks at her like, what the fuck? And this gives Adora the opportunity to fight Black, which she gladly, t- she gladly takes as she strikes him in the face. And then these two go back and forth. And she ends up with the upper hand and tries to lock Yuta and the seated surfboard again. And I love this little detail. Every time from the point after he got in control, every time she started to lock this hold in, he instantly panicked and, like, tried to get a rope break. Because mm-hmm. he knew of how much he couldn't get out of that hold. That's some story that yeah. I like in this match. So Yeah, it, it just is like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, he's so desperate not to be locked into this hold. When she tries to lock him into this, he runs into the corner and just slams her face first into the top turnbuckle. Which looked fucking nasty. In my opinion, at least. So he's in control mm-hmm. of this match again. He stands on the top of her back, jumps onto the apron, and then sentons back onto her back and locks her into a gory special, which, again, looks great. She gets out of this with an arm drag. The two then go back and forth for a bit. And then go on, and then they start to run the ropes at a rapid pace until the door goes for her lariat finisher, and Yuta hits her arm to stop her. And then I love how Yuta... Uh, Yuta. Adora realizes this. And it's like, all right, well, if I doesn't work, I'm just going to just throw my whole body at you. And she just hits him with a crossbody and <laughs> just takes yep. him out. Yeah, that was awesome. That crossbody looked great, though. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting back. Now we're starting to get into the parts of the match where, like, they start really popping off. It's a lot less finishers, I believe. Mm-hmm. I liked, I like so real Finish, quick, I like, I, I like the, after she hits the crossbody, uh, and then she also hits the same backbreaker that Yuna hit on her earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that boss man slam backbreaker? Yeah. Oh, that shit looks so fucking good. And then Adora takes Yuta to the ground and starts, like, just just kneeing him in the midsection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just over and over it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Trish is done playing around. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think right after this, too, she goes to lock in the surfboard hold again. And Yuta goes to the ropes and gets one arm on the ropes. And she's so frustrated at him at this point. But she mm-hmm. just starts to form the arm holding the bottom rope until it lets go. Because <laughs> she's so dumb with his shit. No rope break for you. Fuck your rope break. She then locks in a deep wrist lock on Yuta that he just can't seem to get out of. And she tries to turn it again into the surfboard. And Yuta gets out of this this time by throwing Adora onto her back and then bridging on top of her in an attempt to pin her. It sounds really simple, but it looked really fucking cool in my opinion the way he did this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how like he flipped her onto her back, and then she went to go roll backwards, and he then just like kind of flipped on top of her to bridge on her. Yeah, she kicks out of this, and Adora tries to hit him, but he ducks her strike and turns it into a modified Samoan drop, which looked pretty sick in my opinion. But I granted, I love this match already, so you can, in case you can't tell, <laughs> in case it wasn't completely so, obvious. Yusa briefly then ground and pounds her before dropping a huge elbow from the top rope onto her chest. And at this point. Yuta starts to mockingly, like, strike Adora, which is, like, the thing that all heels do in wrestling matches, you know, kicking their face, going, like, come on. Come on, get up. What are you doing? Huh? Which, <laughs> of course, what are you doing? fires the baby you? face up, as it mm-hmm. does Adora. And then these two just go back and forth with strikes, except they move in, like, a circle when they're hitting each other, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Until Adora runs at Yuta, 
He catches her, hits her with an atomic drop, which I did, was not expecting. You don't usually see atomic drop on women, but that's besides hey. the point. And then he knocks her senseless with a gamangiri. He then goes for a waist lock, but Adora fucking Pele kicks his arm, which almost sends him out of the ring, except just as you think he's going to fall to the floor, he springs back into the ring, you, catches... Not bad. Destro- and then just absolutely destroys Adora with a backhanded strike and German suplex, which just fucking plants her... Ha- basically plants her to the mat. She might as yeah. well be a plant at this point. She might as well be a plant at this point. <laughs> and then... Oh my god. So even though she does kick out of this, Yuta does keep the waist lock up. Like, he refuses to let go. He's like a dog that's caught his prey now. He's like, ah, you're not getting away now. We're done with it's this. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we're finally, we've, we've locked it in. Yeah. The two get back to their feet. Goes to German her again. This time she elbows her out of, out of it. Granted, right after this, she tries to lock in another wrist lock, and Yuta then just slams her to the mat by yanking her dreads. Yuta yeah. then Irish whips a door into the ropes, and then out of fucking nowhere, she hit. She just floors him with her finisher, which I love the name uh, Lariat Tubman. <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah, love really that finisher's good. name. Just it makes me laugh him. every time. It's so good. It's great. Except thanks to Yuta's ring awareness, he gets a rope break, which just absolutely devastates Adora because she, you could tell that she thought that she had won this match finally. Mm-hmm. So then locks. She thought it was over. So then she locks in her submission finisher, which is the calf mutilator, another great looking finisher. Calf mm-hmm. mutilator looks awesome. But he does get out of this by rolling a door up. She kicks out, but then the moment she stands up, Yuta bum rushes her in the corner, rakes her eyes like really smoothly, like to the point where like I actually had to replay to see what he did. I was like, damn, that was smooth as fuck. Yikes! And as she wanders back into the ring. It's enough time for him to lock in his submission finisher, the Yuta Lock, which is basically like a modified cloverleaf hold, except instead of letting their opponent stay on the ground, he just lifts their whole fucking body up in the air and holds them on his knees. Damn. And then yeah. Adora is, of course, forced to tap out at this. Yeah, his his finisher, his like submission hold finisher is ridiculous. Looks so fucking cool. It looks so good. <laughs> God. So, so good. Mm. It's ridiculous how good it looks. Oh, my God. So, Mikey, what did you think of this match? I really like this match. These two Same. absolutely killed each other. Um, I gotta give it the mark out. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. Mm. Uh, it was just awesome. Like, these two absolutely kicked the crap out of each other. It was a technical wrestling just... Clinic, mm-hmm. like if you like, if there was like a TED talk on technical wrestling, these two would be doing the talk. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, uh, it's ridiculous. And just the the big heavy impacts, like that one, like that one spot that always gets me, the one spot that got me really bad. Again, we I think we mentioned it earlier was when uh, Adora like kicked like Adora went to go pin Yuta and Yuta kicked out and Adora was like laying down underneath the the turnbuckle mm-hmm. and. Uh, Yuta just has to, like, low drop kick and just slams her into the turnbuckle post. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Oh. Like, there was just such good spots in this. There was, like, such good heavy-hitting spots when it got to that point. Um, and when it was time for chain wrestling and time for technical stuff, they also knocked it out of the park, you know? So it was yes. just good all around. What do you give this match? I'm gonna also give it a mark out. I think it... I was debating Same. a high meh. Slash markout, but I think I'll I'll let it. I think it squeaks into the into the markout territory for me. Mm-hmm. It's good, very nice. Like I I I don't like. I mean, obviously we can't describe it as well, but like when these like Mikey said, I couldn't have said any better. It's a it's a technical clinic. Like there was not there was no botches as far as I could tell. Everything looked great. Selling was great. I really like this match. I like both. I really like both the people in this match, and I'm glad that they I'm glad that they lived up to my expectations when I heard this match. This one was solid, solid, solid. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check it out. Go check it out if you're into technical wrestling, because uh, you would like it. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that that is it for that is it for the matches we both took a look at. We uh, so that just leaves us with the double down. The double down. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was uh, frightening. That one was malicious. I'm getting my curse of Strahd stuff ready to go. For <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you, Zach? Who started on the double down? Now I'm all thrown off. <laughs> who started? Who started on the double down last week? Um, I'm gonna say it was you. All right, so why don't you kick us off? All right, you gave me Prince Puma versus Pentagon Junior versus Mil Muertes in a three-way title match at Lucha Underground. 
This match yeah. was fucking yeah, ballistic, and it was literally it was. everything I wanted it to be. It never stopped. It never, never stopped. stopped. These two did, in my opinion, these three. My bad. These three did, in my opinion, a fantastic job of making this feel like a triple threat match, while mm-hmm. it also being points. Like usually, when we have a triple threat match, we've said this before. Where sometimes it feels like, you know, it's like one-on-one match, short matches between, like, singles competitors. But because of how fast-paced this match was, it never felt like that. Ever. And like like you said, the pacing of this match is like, just fucking going, man. Send it. Fucking go. <laughs> just, yeah, just just hit, hit pedal to the metal. This match's athleticism was off the charts. The strikes sounded fantastic, as I expect from the people in this match, as well as those in Lucha Underground. Usually, luchadors have fantastic-sounding strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three spots that come to mind for me when I think of athleticism. That would be when Puma and Pentagon kept hitting the jumping senton out of the ring onto Meal over and over and over Very and over funny. and over Very again. funny. Love that. God, the amount... That must have been so fucking exhausting having to do that so many times. Uh, next one would be when Pentagon and Meal were fighting on the outside of the ring and then Puma fucking sprinted down the stairs off and then jumped off the balcony and hit the uh, fucking running shooting star press onto both of them. Great. And then finally would be when Puma balanced himself on, like, the railing of, like, the stairs, like, the little stone thing below it, sprinted down there, and then hit Mio with a hurricane run that sent him to the floor. And there are so many other examples of athleticism like this that I could mention, but I would be here all day talking about it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is that the finishing sequence of this match was fucking awesome. So, for those of you that don't know, Puma Pentagon hit Mio with a super kick party. Pentagon then destroyed Puma with a backstabber, pump handle, and a pump handle driver. Puma kicked out of it, so Penta hit his package pile driver and then attempted to break his arm. But Mule then, like a fucking freight train, just slaughtered Pentagon. And then Puma, who got up and didn't know that he was still up. Mm-hmm. And then he hit them both with his flatline finisher and then pinned both of them like a Chad and like Roman Reigns. The head like of the a table Chad? For the win. He is a Sigma <laughs> Alpha. Yep. Like, yep, for sure. What else can I say? This match is insane, and I could not do it ju- the justice it deserves by attempting to describe it. Though Mikey did a fantastic job of preparing me for the absolute hurricane of a match that this was. It gets a mark out easily. Like I had such fun watching this match. Yeah, yeah, I I loved. I also had a great time watching it. Uh, it just. It was exactly what I needed, you yes. know. After the technical wrestling slog we had for a while, <laughs> that match is exactly the thing I needed, where it was just like nonstop lucha action, flippy shit constantly. Hell yeah! Just just drilled right into your brain, and it was like yes, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check that one out. Uh, so that that means it's my turn mm-hmm. for the double down. And Zach, you gave me Mikey Broderick taking on Anth Anth. Ant Cat was it Anth? It's Anth, I think. Anth, uh, Mikey Broderick taking on Anth Cava from Mel- Melbourne City Wrestling. Uh, this one was definitely pretty good. I yes. like this one a lot. I had a feeling uh, you like this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, basically, it was just solid chain wrestling. But during the solid chain wrestling, Mikey Broderick was just showing off the whole time yep. by just doing workouts in the middle of the match. <laughs> He made the heel, the heel manager, and the heel commentator mauled, I believe, so hard. He was that match. he was living rent free inside all of their heads at once. Yeah. <laughs> uh like there was a part where he was in a wrist lock, but he did sit ups in the middle yep. of it, and then he kipped up and got out of it. There was points where he was on like the corner and he did push ups in the corner. There was parts where he would like duck under uh he would like do like the duck under like an Irish whip and then do push ups and mm-hmm. it was just it was just Mikey Broderick absolutely pissing Anth off, mm-hmm. and this whole time he's in control. And a lot, a lot of the match is uh, Anth's manager Skyler on the outside trying to like desperately get involved in yep. this one to give Anth the upper hand, but Mikey keeps like shrugging her off and is like, eh, "Nah, it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> um. Then yeah, the the the, the one part the one part where Kava. Uh, it, it, uh, Broderick's going for the squat, and Kevin's mm-hmm. like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no squats." Yeah, no squats for you. Sky- like, I, and like I said, Skylar doing whatever she can on the outside to get the upper hand. Uh, she finally ends up being. She finally ends up uh, doing something useful, and uh, that that sounds so bad. It does. That sounds. Well, that exactly, sounded so awful. Exactly. But, like what the entire match. The thing is, she the entire match she was trying to be interfere, but Mikey Broderick kept finding a way to be like, "No." 
don't no, do that. It's not and like, and, and it would just like ignore her basically and just keep going after Anth. But this time she finally ends up like getting one up on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Mikey's on the top rope and he looks like he's going for like a diving move on Kava mm-hmm. and the ref isn't paying attention and Skylar gets up on the ropes yep. and is just, and just like holds him for like a second. And Mikey's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And while he's like yelling at Skylar, Kava just runs up and just shoves him off the top rope. Yep. And he just crashes into the apron and then to the oh. floor. And it's like, Ooh, it's about dangerous as hell. Oof. Yeah. It was real rough. Uh, then Kava's in control for a bit. Um, Kevin's in control for a bit, just doing, like, heel shit. Uh, Mikey finally gets the upper hand back. Uh, he hits. He finally does hit the squat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the crowd popped off, of course. Of course they did. Uh, I just like how he squats and then gets up, and then that's the move. Yep, that's, like, that's all it, it is. Like, that, there's no, like, slam or any or submission hold or, like, nope. torture rack or anything after. He just squats and then... Kava falls off of his shoulders, yep, and that's just, it. That's, that's the whole... Move. That's that's their waiting for... That's the whole them. thing. That's that, it. That's, that's the whole thing. One squad. <laughs> uh, then, uh, uh, he... Broderick Irish whips Kava. Kava hits a big spine buster. Then Broderick breaks out of the Kava lock. Uh, there's, like... Like, these two are just going back and forth for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they fight up on the top rope. Broderick hit, hits a big superplex on, uh, on Kava... Skylar finally, Skylar distracts Broderick a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and Cav is able to get a roll up, but uh, Broderick kicks out. Uh, Broderick kicks out, and then Cava goes after Broderick again, but then Broderick like ducks out of the way, and Cava ends up like clotheslining Skylar. Yep, which lets Broderick hit his finisher for the win. Uh, so Skylar ended up being more of a detriment detriment in this match than a help than helpful. She tried her best. I think she helped a total of like maybe twice. <laughs> um, but right, yeah, this actually. one was this one was solid. Uh, I'm gonna give it a high meh because I just really liked the character work. I really liked how these like the wrestling was really smooth. Uh, there was no like botches or anything. The wrestling was smooth. These two had great character work. Uh, Skylar keep trying to get involved was really good. Um, and I just thought it was a solid match. Yeah, that fair enough. That with the double down out of the way, that just that that that's that that takes care of everything. Uh, Zach, what did you think? What did you think of uh, all the matches we had this week? I thought we did a pretty. It was pretty good. We had a lot of uh, variety with the types of matches we had this week for sure. I I agree. They weren't all they weren't all the same, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of a lot of different kinds of styles of matches, and that that's always solid. These are like the weeks I like strive to have like every week. Like this is what I want this show to be basically of just like a bunch of different kinds of wrestling and being like pick your favorite flavor. Yep. You know. And sometimes um, we get them, and sometimes you get a lot of technical wrestling all in one week. Sometimes you get a lot of technical wrestling. <laughs> sometimes it's a lot of talking about chain wrestling and rest holds. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that that's everything out of the way. That just leaves us with the plugs. Uh, go go subscribe to the Cutout Network and all the other, and go check out all the other awesome shows there, such as Hit the Books or Every Friday, Me and Ryan Knightsey uh, book SmackDown and Raw every single week. Right now, we're working our way towards SummerSlam, uh, and we are on the Hit the Books retirement tour officially now. Oh damn! Uh, after SummerSlam. Uh, I believe after SummerSlam, hit the books is uh, done. We're calling, we're calling it, we're closing the book. So if you want to, it'd be a weird time to start listening. I'll say, uh, but if you'd still like to, uh, right now, like I said, we're building to SummerSlams, and uh, we threw the rule book out the window. At, we threw the rule book out the window in terms of who we could call up and what. So so basically, we're we're ensuing as much chaos as possible in this last this oh, last pay per view build. Uh, so go check it out if you're into fantasy booking, uh, and other sh- sub shows that aren't going anywhere on this network, such as uh, Your Dose of Death, where Lauren Rosenberg talks to uh, a bunch of different deathmatch wrestlers about the deathmatch world and shares his love of deathmatch wrestling. How to talk to your friend about wrestling uh, every Thursday here on the Cat Network, another amazing show with Amanda and Ashley. Go check that out uh, every Thursday on the Cat Network. And uh, go check out G1 and only every other Monday where Ryan Knightsey talks about the G1 Supercard and the wrestlers who have been in it one time at one time only. I believe that wraps up all the countout plugs. I guess go check out the Twitter at countout countout pod and go check out our website for any other questions you may have about the podcast network, countoutpod.com. Oh, and go buy our our countout t-shirt, countoutpod.com slash store. 
t-shirt is up for sale. If you want to rock some count out, uh, some count out family merch, go do that. Go buy that shirt. Uh, we would really, really, really appreciate it. And of course, all the proceeds from the shirt go directly to helping the count out network grow and expand and become better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I believe that's all the plugs out of the way. Zach, you got anything? Nine. Didn't think so. So that just leaves us one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.